0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Mixtape Mixtape.
1: Podcast, podcast.
0: I'm still your host, Julia.
1: I'm still your host, Mike, although less of a mic than I (laughs) usually am.
0: Each episode, we pick a topic and we make you a mixtape.
1: That's right. And what is this week's topic, Julia?
0: It's all about the comeback this week.
1: The comeback? Like Rocky?
0: Uh, I mean, the comeback for us, but like... 1985
1: is really so there's really like no so the comeback music but like that's and it, you're gonna have like St. Elmo's Fire and shit like that playing man in motion and <laughs> all that kind of stuff alright <laughs> comeback episode 1985
0: roll yeah. it yeah Summer vacation.
1: You know, summer vacation was a little rough for me. I'm just saying. Okay. I, I mean, was did busy you even every have day. a break? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a break at all. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I think uh it's been it's been rewarding. Um yeah, so it's that it's been a good summer for me. How about you?
0: It's been good. I mean
1: Well, you did some traveling, right? We did what? some
0: traveling. I actually just got back from the UK. So if you're ever Trying or planning a vacation to the UK, come talk to me. We can she show knows. you all the paperwork that you need to fill out. Yeah. So much paperwork to Did you have to right get in.
1: shots like before you got on and with proof that you got shots within a certain number of days or whatever?
0: You have to be vaccinated and then you have to have um, proof of like a negative test 72 mm. hours before you travel. Okay. And so we went from the UK to Paris back to the UK. And so we had to test. In an eight day period, we tested four times.
1: Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and
0: unlike the US, where testing is free, you have to pay yeah. for every single test over there. Yeah, So for it was sure. over $100 for both, for two people to test every single time.
1: Yeah. It's kind of that, like that. It's kind of like that here, too. You can wait a few days here, which I just did. Exactly. I, yeah. I'm, for those of you who don't know, I have a head cold, as you can hear, uh, but I thought I might have had COVID, even though I am vaccinated. I went yeah. and got checked out. I'm negative. But um, you you could get the free test. It takes two or three days. Or you get mm-hmm. the one for flights, which you get in 30 minutes, and it's 100 and something yeah. bucks. So it's even the same here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, that was a little fun. Um, over summer break, Mike, you had an amazing show. It was did, so yeah. much fun.
1: Really cool. Yeah, it was very cool. I'm so glad that everybody came out and we had a really great time. And we're obviously talking about the Summer Sizzler. If you listened to our last episode before the break, we were talking about it. And it was it was a real successful evening. Everyone's great. As far as I know, no positive COVID tests from it, which is awesome. (laughs) As far as I know, as far as I know, I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, it wasn't a bloom event, which I was totally scared of. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was a really good time. It was kind of like a wedding for me, where it was like I was running around all night. Didn't I got to say maybe two words to, you know, most people. Yeah. And so, so I did see you guys there. Thank you for supporting and coming. And it was great having you there. And uh, I think all the bands did really well. So I honestly did
0: too. Um, The opening band, the Ruffalo's, Ruffalo's, yeah, they were so good. We got there while they were playing, and um, you know, you run into a billion people that you haven't seen in a year. So we were chatting with everyone, but just listening to them, they were amazing. They sounded yeah, great. Uh,
1: so they're usually like a three-piece uh, reggae band. A, lot, a little bit like sublime you know, kind of yeah. like that. But they added their horn section, and man, no, I guess it's a four-piece. I'm sorry. It's a four-piece. But they added this horn section, and the horns were just killer. They were really mm-hmm. cool. And, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they did great. The truth is that uh, Tim Bivens, who was a drummer from um, the Ruffalos, he filled in, uh, drumming with, uh, my superhero, my band, like 10 years ago. And ever since then, I've been trying to get Tim and I into a project together and it just hasn't worked out. So, um, to have his band now, he has his own band that plays. It was like, that's a no brainer. I got to get him on there. Even though I had to convince him to play, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it
0: was a, it was a good time. So it was, that was, I think my first show <clears throat> real show back, um, when we were on our trip we actually saw the specials play. oh yeah
1: i saw that i saw the video of it It was like a real so, exciting crowd but very old looking crowd too
0: so old
1: it looked really like
0: old. maybe late 50s late right. 60s older crowd. not a good
1: sign two-tone not a good sign <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were a lot of younger people in you know mixed in between but the majority was an old, older crowd obviously people that had grown up seeing this band sure, seeing yeah. them live um the only freaky thing was it was an outdoor venue but in the uk there's no mandate there's no regulation on covid anymore so oh, really? no one was wearing the masks except for oh. john and i <laughs> so that was weird um yeah. and everyone's everyone smokes so right, kind of yeah, glad i wore yeah. a mask it was disgusting yeah um, and you're at an
1: outdoor show in england everybody's gonna have a few pines everybody's gonna smoke that's just oh, how it
0: goes that's all everybody does is drink and smoke drink and smoke drink and smoke but it was so much fun like they played um they played a, songs from more specials first
1: oh really okay so cool.
0: not exactly the hits but you know and then they kind of built up to the hits so the first half of the show was more specials and then like the new uh, protest songs which right. were really the great last album, yeah. yeah the newest album they have is really great um and then they did all the hits and that was a lot of fun that sounds awesome.
1: That's like, yeah. That's hey, you know, it's important to build a good set list, and they've got enough songs where they could do that. So it just it, it looked really cool. I was kind of sorry that I missed it, um, just because you know it'd be great to see them in Margate like that. But yeah. you know, it is what it is. I was actually at a wedding in um, at my niece's wedding. Uh, congratulations, Brittany, for getting married uh, in uh, in uh, Rhode Island. So that so looked
0: rad too. It was like,
1: actually really cool. The uh, yeah. it, the weather was ridiculous. Um, it was just Wait, I mean, like humid, muggy bad, Ooh. really bad. Ooh. Like there's a reason why people leave the East coast in August or they used to like in the Mad Men days where the whole mm-hmm. town would shut down for like six weeks where everybody would just bail. And that's why, cause it, it's almost like you cross a threshold in September yeah. almost to the date where things start changing, you know, where, where, Oh, it's a little cooler today. We were there one day in August and it was in 95 degrees and like 93% humidity or something. And then we were there again four days later and it was almost raining and like Mm -hmm. 70 degrees and kind of cool and nice. Mm -hmm. So everybody was saying like, oh yeah, this is for the hurricane, but it's, this is when our weather turns. It's right around now. It's like, oh, crazy. (laughs) So, um, like there's all these, been these retrospectives about 9-11 and one thing I remember, I, I wasn't in New York during 9-11 by any stretch, but I was there maybe a year before in september and it was uh really crisp but like two weeks before i remember being there on the warp tour and then going back uh a few weeks later and during the warp tour it was so hot and muggy it just it was like oppressive and then you go back two three weeks later and it's really super nice really super you know like you need a flannel shirt like to, to wear around so east coast weather what are you gonna do
0: I, I love the stability of <laughs> California.
1: Oh, totally. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Somewhat stability. Yeah,
1: we um, don't have seasons, but we also don't have seasons, so that's good.
0: Yeah, exactly. You cleared it up. Um, but let's talk about today's episode. Selfishly, um, it's my birthday.
1: Oh, it yeah, that's this, happy birthday tomorrow. Is your birthday? Yeah. Right?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's my birthday okay. tomorrow. So I'm like, I was born in 1985. Let's do a 19. How's it feel? Episode.
1: Well, I was going to say, How's it feel to be 29, but you just ruined it.
0: I don't care. I'm 36. I look young. I you
1: don't do care. look young. Yeah, you do look young. Not like an old. Christina just took a photo of me with like some Instagram. I don't know what kind of filter it was, but she's like, It's the old <laughs> filter. And I looked at it. I'm like, it, I look the same. She goes, No, you don't. Look. And she put it on her face and it was like, Oh, yeah, you look old. And she uh-huh. put it on mine. And I'm like, Maybe it's the beard. I don't know. I look exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, you go first since it's your birthday. And okay. That's your, your topic. So,
0: so we're gonna do the hits of 1985. I randomly found this. I've never heard of it. I don't. Maybe you have. It's called um, "Starvation," and it was done by the Pioneers UB40 Madness Special, oh, aka yes, and yes, the Beat yes, were on yes. it. Right. N- yes. Never heard of it, but let's take a listen. All right.
1: super cool and that's uh is that like a that wasn't an aid for africa thing or anything like that was it
0: i it looks like it because there's shots of like a bunch of children running around so i think it was um like a charity like a charity charity thing thing. yeah Yeah. um side note when we were in the uk we went to camden and there's a bar called i'll find out the bar hope and anchor no, but it's the bar where Madness for played their first show. So yeah, it's, it's the technically, Hope and it's like the Madness bar is what they call it. And it was. Oh, the, the ho- yeah, the Hope and Anchor is what the.
1: Something uh, Arms, right?
0: Something Castle. Oh, gotcha, Oh, okay. the Dublin Castle. Dublin Castle. Okay, gotcha. And uh, kind of like it looked in the inside of the bar like people who would be protesting uh covid mandates
1: <laughs> oh really yeah, yeah 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 um
0: but a lot of old like uh punks and skinheads in that bar too which was kinda oh cool, cool.
1: <laughs> that's cool well those are probably all the same people
0: yeah if like, you're wearing a
1: cox bar t-shirt in the bar you're probably a guy who's protesting <laughs> covid as well so
0: um but it was a cool bar um <clears throat> there was like the venue was in the back and that's where madness played in the front was all this like madness memorabilia everywhere right. so pretty rad
1: Okay, well, I'm going to follow that up. Uh, from 1985, there's been bands that were obviously way more well-known uh, than this band was back then, but they became absolutely huge a few years later. And so, I mean, this album was huge anyway, so what am I saying? Uh, it's uh, it's People Are People from uh, Depeche Mode. It's
0: obvious you hate me, no, I've done nothing wrong. I've never even met you, so what could I have?
1: I love Depeche
0: Mode. Such a good song.
1: Yeah, actually, the first uh, one of the very first concerts I ever saw was Depeche Mode. And uh, oh, really? It's funny because I always think of this uh, whenever. We had a friend we had to pick up, you know, it's high school, so like whoever had a car had to go around and pick everybody up and we had a mm-hmm. friend that got expelled from school and he had to move to like Chatsworth or something. Oof. And the the show was at Dodger Stadium. Well this is nineteen eighty nine, I think. Um nineteen ninety probably. And uh so we have to go and pick this guy up and we're explaining he's explaining to his mom what Depeche Mode is, <laughs> right? And he said to her, Oh, it's like a kind of a electronic like kind of gay punk rock. <laughs> 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 I thinking, and I remember thinking, like, I guess. <laughs> I'll <Like, laughs> like, oh. listen to it like, maybe, yeah, okay. Right, You're like, yeah, looking whatever. back on that? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not, that's not. That works. Yeah. All right. I remember at the time being so embarrassed, like, gay punk rock? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, that was a good show, actually. Uh, Pet Shop Boys opened up for him It was pretty, pretty Oh, cool. wow. Yeah.
0: it's These are, like, colossal bands that <clears> are playing <throat> together. Yeah. I yeah. don't know where Pet Shop Boys was at that time but I feel like they were huge. Those boys were as huge. Well.
1: 1990. I mean they already had two big hits. Like they had yeah. It's a sin they had uh they had uh West End West End Town Ta- End Boys. Boys? West yeah. End boys? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean they were and then the opener opener was Nitzareb, which mm-hmm. I didn't care for at all but that wasn't really my thing. They were actually very popular. I mean they were kind of like I guess they were the street cred band that people looked for. I don't know. But whatever. What do you got um, next? What do you think?
0: Okay, let's there's so many
1: there really is so many
0: so this was a good year for music i'm not saying you
1: could pick like the alternative Mm -hmm.
0: 1985
1: or you could pick mainstream or soul or r&b and it's Mm -hmm. all kind of pretty good you know
0: yeah i'm not saying i caused this
1: you're not saying you called okay good well i i would not
0: uh okay thanks
1: but okay whatever
0: you're gonna play all she
1: wants to do is dance by by don henley (laughs) is that we're gonna play
0: i love a don henley I know you. Do. Um, we're There's
1: gonna some play UB forty. There's some UB40 this year that came you out. You think I
0: don't have that on my? Oh, own, I know. That's why I didn't. List.
1: That's why I didn't put it on mine. I know you're. I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> so what I should have play, done is been like, I want to play UB40. I'll go first. UB40. Then the second song. Here's, son here's another one. UB40.
0: <laughs> son of a bitch. All right. Um, we're gonna play the Jesus and Mary Chain. Cool. Yeah. And uh, they're a band that I never knew too much about until recently and I started really listening to them and I They're great. I really they're great. Um but we're gonna play just like Honey.
1: Oh it's great. Great song. Great album too. I really like uh, Jesus and Mary Jane. Um, we, went, we got to see them, right? Didn't they see some secret show at Alex's bar a few years ago? Didn't we see them? Weren't you there? Oh, no.
0: Is that the night Billy Bragg played? Oh, I yeah, you were Billy, Billy Bragg. Bragg. Yes, I yeah. went
1: there. Yes, I went there to see, yes, Jesus and Mary Jane. And you yes. got to see Billy Bragg. And I was pissed at you. I was like, What <laughs> I would have rather gone to see Billy Bragg. But, yeah, that's cool. Uh, really good song. And they played that song that night. Uh, of course. Love of course it. they did. But, you know, they just sounded great. You know, they're, you know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's not hard music to play, but I think it's hard music to play as original and as well as they did. So, which I guess you could say about every, anybody.
0: And I don't Um, know why I steered, like, I've heard their name and I just like, oh, that sounds very gothy. And like, I immediately was like turned off by it. But then I actually gave them a list. I'm like, no, I love, this This is totally my. Yeah. Back.
1: Oh no, and like, Jason Mary Chain is right up your sad girl. alley. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like <laughs> exactly. Shit. Why did I <laughs> why did
0: I lag for so long? Yeah, you lag for sure. Anyways Okay,
1: I'm going to play um I just saw it. Where'd it go? Oh, it's not really something that I would normally play, but I, I don't really love this band per se, but I do like the singer of this band, and she's she went on to have a really good big career later, but uh Amy Mann is in this band and the band is till Tuesday and it's called Voices Carry so you may not think you know it but you probably know it if you were alive or listen to 80s music here it comes <laughs>
0: Definitely one of those, oh yeah, that song. Yeah when you, totally. you got away for the chorus and then you're like, Oh yeah. I
1: yeah, that that, that totally reminds me of like discovering M T V for the first time and seeing yeah. that band and seeing like Amy Man with her bleach blonde hair like just screaming out into the crowd, Shut up, shut up, <laughs> like whatever. It's cool. It's a cool cool song.
0: It's a very that's a was that a very like mainstream <clears throat> That was pretty like, mainstream top
1: forty 40- I don't know yeah. if it was top forty, but it was well. It was on MTV, so I'm going to assume that it was. And I knew yeah, it; and I was right? a kid, so it'd have to be top forty, right? I'm not like I'm seeking anything out at ten years old. Probably you're reading you know?
0: Scratch Magazine at ten yeah. years old. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah at ten years old. I had my script to Melody Maker, and I was like, <laughs> I was sending away for my black black vinyl. Oddly enough, from the UK. Like, why don't we have it here? I have no idea. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get that far into it. I was watching. You can't do that on television, and, and
0: oh, I love that show. Switching
1: that over show to MTV, so. Yeah, yeah, that was when that was when like, like uh, Nickelodeon didn't have enough shows to program on their network, and they would just air like Disney musicals. Like I'd watch Oklahoma (gasps) or South Pacific or whatever during the day in the summertime.
0: (laughs) Love it. Okay, Um, we're gonna play. We're gonna whatever. We're gonna play The Cure. This is In Between Days such a beautiful song why not and such a huge song for this band so
1: it's a great as, song too i mean yeah. cure was here was at the top of their game and like you would say 85 86 they were probably one of they the were biggest it. bands in the yeah. world i mean you know
0: all right let's listen yesterday i got so old
1: here um i've seen the cure live probably four or five times and every time i go i expect to be disappointed actually now uh really i was so excited to see them and i think that was in 1989 i got to see them um again at dodger stadium i think um every year i expect to be disappointed the older they get and uh-huh. last time I saw them, uh, I think it was the Curiosa festival. So that had to be the late or no, the early two thousands, 2004 or five. Mm. And they were amazing. They were really good then. And even though Robert Smith was like, he looked like, you know, like a plus size old woman <laughs> you know, up there basically, <laughs> he was like kind of wearing this longer coat that kind of looked like a dress and he, with yeah. his makeup and all that, sweating um, the, makeup, sweating off. the yeah. makeup off. And I was yeah. like, dude, it was still great. You just close your eyes, man. It's it's good. <laughs> it's really I'm, good.
0: Like I'm looking at their um discography and it looks like this album is kind of what like brought them to maybe the mainstream where it seemed like yeah. they were they were like your gothy Band before well, Big that. in England, you know, big in England, big in, but yeah. crossing over into the States. Yeah, you know. I think this is what did it because then on the following albums, you have all the um, like the rest of the hits on there. So, right. yeah, such a good song, though.
1: It is a really good song. Uh, okay, well, I'm gonna decide on one here. Oh, you know what? You gotta play this one. You gotta play, um,
0: you gotta do it.
1: You, you gotta play Tears for Fears from 1985. I mean, yes. that album was huge, right? So, do you play Shout or do you play Everybody Wants to Rule the World? That's that's really I'll just do Shout since it's here. It's here, but also a big hit would be Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yeah. Here's uh Tears for Fears. Shout let it all out. These are the things I do. Classic, yeah.
0: The '80s, '85 is full of bangers.
1: Yeah, a lot of bangers, man. A lot of bangers that year. There's some really cool ones. I'm just looking at this like list, and I'm like, oh shit, that one. Oh, really? '85? Wow, that's crazy. What? What? Well, there's some cool ones here.
0: That was such a dramatic song, too. It's interesting that songs like that were such like hit songs. Because yeah. I'm not saying it's unlistenable, but it's not like a poppy song either.
1: It sounded different. That's why. Yeah. That's like cut through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think a song like Shout, which I wouldn't pick Shout as the first. Shout was the first single, I think, in the United States. I could be wrong, but that's the first song I heard as a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I remember I heard it from an older kid lived across the street from me. He was probably 12 or 13. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> listening to bands like that. It was way different than, say, what was popular here in the United States, which was, you know, Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a it's way different. Right. It just sounds different. There's everything about it is different. So, I mean, I get it. I, anything that kind of cuts through, you know, it cuts through. Mm-hmm. So,
0: And I think the 80s were so open to that. Like there was so yeah. much opportunity for people like the Culture Club.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You know, so many different artists. Well, and Do MTV we had a big they, part of
1: that, too, because yeah, MTV exactly. had made it almost um, seamless to have. it. Got, mm-hmm. it? Got Basically, it killed, like, the import business because you didn't have to hear it. Like, you didn't have to, you know, hear something on some college radio somewhere. It would be blasted out on MTV, and you'd see it mm-hmm. and know it. And then by that definition, the record label would be like, oh, well, there's a market for us putting the single out here and they put it out. So there'd be no imports. Like, you wouldn't need the imports like you did back in the day. Which is pretty cool. But anyway. Um, Okay. What are you going to play? Wait, was that (laughs) mine or or yours?
0: That was yours. And I'm trying to get back into... You know, just a quick rant here. I use two different computers on my phone during the day. And, like, whatever I do on one computer doesn't sync to my other devices. And it's super annoying. So, like, you know, we use our phones for for this show and um i can't find the playlist anywhere so ah. me, i'm trying to remember the songs that i picked um let's see we're on song number seven uh we're gonna do uh the eurythmics so this is the oh, year cool. good choice if any, if anyone has seen um any of the aretha uh they're not documentaries but they're like um biopics of her life um, so this song is sisters are doing it for themselves. So it's the Eurythmics, okay. Annie Lennox, Aretha Franklin, super hit song. It kind of revitalized Aretha's career.
1: Yeah, um, I'd say that. She,
0: she was this huge soul singer in the 60s. By the 80s, she was your parents' music. So gotta, she had to find a way to be uh, relevant again. But this song is so good. Yeah. So- <laughs>
1: That's cool, and and, you know, I like, um, I'm a big fan of Annie Lennox, Uh, I think that she has a unique voice, Um, I think that Eurythmics, production-wise, took a lot of risks back at that time, and they were kind of cutting edge, and Dave Stewart still is, um, kind of, he makes his own analog keyboards and stuff now, it's crazy. Crazy. Um, And they, you know, I think they're great, uh, production value-wise, and then to bring aretha back um and kind of like jump on that i think it's great for an artist to do that a contemporary artist to reach back and pull somebody um who is a touring obviously i don't think aretha ever gave up touring or, or playing no. you know she she sang for her supper her whole life but for her to for them to pull through and grab her and bring her up to you know a level where she's playing she has a hit on the radio i think that's awesome the same thing happened when you two uh when they had uh B.B. King, when they introduced B.B. King with When Love Comes to Town, it was very similar, where B.B. King all of a sudden had a touring. Now he was playing, you know, 1,200-cap rooms versus playing 150-cap rooms, you know, Mm -hmm. which is really awesome because you talk about touring musicians. I mean, that is a huge difference, you know, huge difference in pay, huge difference in who you can bring on the road. I mean, it's, it's it's the little bit of survival that you get, you know, and you make a career of collabing with people and, you'd actually have a pretty long career. So good for them.
0: Totally. Same with like, um, <clears throat> even like Tony Bennett now, who's, yeah, you know, with, who's
1: done, right. He's not doing, he's
0: officially anymore. done, but he, you right. know, you've worked with Lady Gaga for so long or, you know, artists like Elton John just released um, an album. That's all duets with all these right, little yeah. Nas X or, you know, whoever just, you know, I think yeah. it's changing with the times. Right. But I think those artists are still like true to themselves too. So
1: right. Okay, I'm gonna go in a different direction. Okay. Um, I so love I... this song every time I heard it, uh, but I never knew who did it for the longest, longest time. And mm-hmm. uh, but I remember being a kid listening to this and thinking it was like I'm listening to it on K Rock when they were still in Pasadena, like it was like an independent station. And uh, I just love this song, but it's a uh, Life in Northern Town by the Dream Academy.
0: A Pushing the town away. Mama. again that was one of those oh yeah i know
1: totally yeah yeah. (laughs) and then as
0: soon as they go as soon as they break out into that that one part you want to sing along with it right yeah you just automatically start doing it because you know that the chorus piece yeah yeah,
1: exactly Mm -hmm. exactly and they were and actually music like that that's the precursor to the stone roses right there it's like that's the stone roses without a beat you know what i mean it's like totally it's really cool you know that they there's people that were there's always people that are kind of like Ahead of their time on their sound, and I'm not saying they're so that was so groundbreaking of a sound, but just different. Again, it cuts through, you know, it's different yeah. than what's than what's going on. I mean, when you consider like this was popular. California Girls by David Lee Roth. That was popular. <laughs> you know, uh, not only is it a cover, but he totally took it and made it way more sexual. <laughs> Right.
0: But he wore a captain's hat, man.
1: He did wear a captain's hat. He was the captain. Is this song five? Are we like at halfway point?
0: Um. So your song was the first song on side B.
1: Oh, I started off slow. Okay. Well, you gotta you gotta like take to the next. We're gonna level build now. up. You gotta build up here.
0: Um. I think I'm gonna do. I'm surprised that this song came out in '85, but he constantly had records. Prince. um oh, yeah. Yeah. Raspberry Beret.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I know for a fact this came out in '85 because I remember like grooving to it as a kid. I love this song.
0: Yeah. And it came out after, I forgot what the hit was right before this, but this was, you know, just as huge. So, yeah.
1: That's I she walked. Prince is great. I mean, yeah, whatever. Anytime you play Prince, it's going to be awesome and appropriate. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like he's, he's an artist, just has a song for everything. And then now you find out he's got, like, you know, there's 200 songs in the vault that they can remix and put out. It's yeah. crazy. Um. So, yeah, he's he's awesome. Actually, if you like that song, too, there's a really great version done by the Hindu love gods, which is basically all the guys in R.E.M. and uh, oh. Warren Zevon singing. And it's really cool. Uh, you can even find that. Actually, I, I just watched that the other day on... A David Letterman clip. They actually played live.
0: I'll look for that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Listening to it, I was like, "Oh, your band should cover this." But
1: oh, are I'm you sh- kidding? Brian Mashburn from my band would be so into that. Like, any <laughs> he, Prince is his default. Like he oh, loves totally, Prince yeah. so much. So, yeah, totally. He'd be like, "Oh, no problem. We can." Oh, he probably has one. He probably has a version already done. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I was. I didn't want to. I only just think it was a Homer and it was all into Prince. But uh, yeah. But
0: I also think, as being such a big Prince fan as he is. It might be pretty stressful to try to cover it because you're such a fan. Right. Like how do you make Prince proud of you know this song? Oh, you won't. You would
1: never make Prince proud, I don't think. <laughs> You'd be like, oh whatever. Oh whatever. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm going for more obscure tunes, but I actually okay. really love this song. Um, you'll know the song you'll know the song title before you'll know the artist. The artist's name is Murray Head. But uh, the song title is One Night in Bangkok.
0: Oh. <laughs> One night in Bangkok, in the world's jumpstart. The bars are temples, but the balls ain't free. song or such a weird thing to write about right
1: and just a weird (laughs) style like Falco had that same style back then this like East German like digital like this oh it's so you know you can't say it's bad because it has its place but it's so dated it's so 80s exactly that's
0: exactly what it is it's it's you can only listen to it on 80s radio in a mix like you're not it's not something I'm going to go back to willingly it's just on you know
1: right exactly exactly Oh man, that's too funny. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, I like the song. I if you had a gun to my head and said, "Okay, <laughs> you're gone, dude." Who who did this song? I'd be like Falco. I have no idea who did that <laughs> song. Kraftwerk. I have no clue.
0: <laughs> and then does that guy have another like other hits or was that
1: the only thing? I don't know. I'm looking. I think that's did. his only. That's his only thing. Well, you could get you could get like the radio. You could get get on his radio and see, but uh. Mm let me see view artist let's see what he has what else he's got um mm, he's got one night of bangkok remixed four times <laughs> oh, God. oh my gosh dude really bad anyway yeah so no <laughs> i would no but okay he's good for that and i'm sure if you look he's probably like you know i don't know who murray head is but maybe he's like you do the research and Murray Head is like, oh, he's one of the founding members of CraftWork. Oh, okay, great. I it know. makes it different. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it probably is something like that. You know? He's
0: so. in Sparks. It sounds like a sparks, like a right, right. like sparks Totally. his voice and everything. Right. Um Okay. This song. Uh I'll pick Dire Straits. We'll do Dire Straits. Oh, that's a good
1: one. I actually was on my list, so I got gotcha. it. This was
0: a huge song. I didn't realize how big of a
1: global of a artist. of yeah.
0: a huge hit this was but the song is walk of life
1: oh dude the song's great the keyboard lead in this song kidding me made made a generation of keyboard players
0: <laughs> L- little mikey right there little
1: mikey wanted to learn this <laughs> absolutely oh
0: <laughs> well, yeah
1: the boy can play dedication devotion, on the nighttime I love Dire Straits, so no, uh, no, no complaints here. I think um, I don't know. I think as like a punk guy and like a ska person, you know, you might catch some shit for liking Dire Straits. But Mark Knopfler's incredible guitar player. He really has captured Americana music as a British guy. He's, he's captured it. He has a great playing style. Mm-hmm. He writes really good songs. So, like, dude, no joke. Uh, dire Straits, I didn't I didn't know I was a fan of theirs. Uh, my brother, when I was a kid, got me, one Christmas, got me a um, a gift certificate to Sam Goody. Sam Goody used to be like a, a you know, like a... Like
0: most a people small. know small...
1: It was a small, like, retailer. It was a yeah. retailer. Not small. It was a national. Or not a national, but a...
0: They were in the malls. Chain. They were in the
1: malls, yeah. Yeah. And they had a standalone um, in Buena Park, standalone store. And my oh. brother took me on Christmas Day because I had gotten this yellow Walkman from my mom. Like, you know those yellow, like, tape Gazette Walkmans?
0: The sport ones, yeah. The sport
1: ones, yeah. And it was, like, a kind of a brand new thing that just came out. And I, it was one of my gifts for Christmas. And um, my brother took me there. And I got two tapes. And I remember I got, um, I got Brothers in Arms by dire straits and i didn't even really know that much about dire straits but i got brothers in arms and i got uh uh i think it was um oh god i forget gosh i forget what the second one was but it was it was nothing special it was like some maybe it was Huey lewis maybe i don't know Mm -hmm. uh but I got that brothers in arms tape and I listened to it and the songs are heavy on that. I mean like mm-hmm. the, there's some heavy tunes on that thing and it's a cool, you know, it's Hey, dire streets are great. Just go and see them. Uh, next time they're around. Cause they're, you know, they're one of those like legendary bands, but, uh, got to respect them for, you know, playing Americana music in London, like in the early days and getting away with it. And like, you know, people just loving them. He's, he's a great guitar player. So,
0: so whatever. there's this, there's this really interesting thing on Spotify. I think only on your phone Um, If you scroll down on this song, there's a storyline of what the song is about. And it says, picture the scene. You're tired after a long day's work, but the strums of a nearby street busker's acoustic guitar makes you smile. And he said, walk of life is a celebration of London's unsung heroes, buskers, and street performers.
1: Awesome. Well, it makes sense now. You know, the song makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah.
0: really cool. That's that's pretty cool. This and whole I've day. told the
1: story, I think, on the podcast before. I just told my nieces actually at her wedding the other day. And, and, you know, give me enough Jack Daniels and <laughs> I'll tell a story about anything. But, uh, or even not, even just nothing. You Water. don't need the Jack Daniels. <laughs> that's yeah. what this
0: podcast is for.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the um, the song, uh, the Dire Straits song, um, oh, what's it called? Sultan's a Swing, like, saved my life one time. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. We're cold. Um, uh, but it, I was driving in, I'll just, long story short, I was driving in Texas or in uh, Arizona, and I was like 19 years old. and The radio totally petered out, obviously, no phones or anything. Then, mm-hmm. and I was just driving, I was trying to stay awake, and I kept like getting that buzz of like veering off into the shoulder, oh, like a blah, like that. Yeah, and I was driving a truck to uh to a deliver something in Phoenix, and uh. So as I was in there, I'm just a couple of times I had kind of veered off the road like that. And I, just, I was scared. I was like trying to all the windows down. I was slapping myself with no radio reception because nothing was around. And all of a sudden, real faintly, I hear that it comes through and I hear this "We're the sultans. And, I, and it like totally injected me with energy. Yeah. And I was like, yes, dude, the this way!" <laughs> like at least like something I knew the words to. And it kept me alive, man. It kept me moving. So it was great. Thank
0: God, that's such a scary feeling. But
1: right, tell me about it. Glad Um, you came too. I came. So,
0: you have two more songs, Mister.
1: All right, I'm gonna do. uh, I got to do a Duran Duran song. It's 1985, right? Do
0: it, do it.
1: I'm gonna do "Save a Prayer" from Duran Duran. It's uh, two big songs that year. This one and "A View to a Kill," which was the James Bond movie uh, theme, which was really good as well. Uh, But I'll play this one. Don't say brave for me now. Save it to till morning
0: after. No, don't say brave for me now.
1: Save it till
0: morning after. I'm not the biggest Duran Duran fan.
1: Yeah, me neither. I'm actually not a big Duran Duran fan, but that was a good, a big song from that time. So,
0: oh yeah, totally. We were just watching before we went on our trip to the UK. Excuse me, travel. Um, we watched shit. What was that movie called? Oh, Sing Street. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the brother, the older brother is like obsessed with Duran Duran. Like, right. They're yeah. both obsessed with Duran Duran, and that's the the. Tipping point for the whole for the rest of the movie. It's like they want to be as cool and as big as Duran Duran, so right, they start yeah. making music videos. Um, but I I love that's such a good movie. If you if no one's if you haven't yeah, seen Saint it, yeah, Sing Street's really good. It's really we've it. we've
1: talked about it before on the show. I think yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty cool. I like it a lot.
0: I still haven't seen Once, but I got I got I really, really? got to watch. The, yeah, Once is a ins- little
1: Once is a little. Uh, it's beautiful actually the way it's done. Mm-hmm. The movie Once is one of these musicals that if they had built it as a musical I probably wouldn't have seen it but the fact they build it as a story of a songwriter or whatever and it's mostly a musical I mean they they sing through it you know Um, it's really great it's really great it may be a little hard because it's uh, it does it's independent it's an independent film it's not really super flashy uh, and it's kind of heartbreaking but it's a good film I would I I've seen it a couple times I really like it and I actually really like Glenn Hansard's voice so yeah what are you gonna do? Alright,
0: um know? we're gonna play songs? That's what we're gonna do. Let me pull up this playlist. Is this your this, last song? This G D playlist. Son of a bitch.
1: Are you gonna play Lost in Emotion? Lost No Emotion uh, Telling you things. I really I'm like
0: know. We'll play a New Order song because it's New Order.
1: Okay. And that's, why not? That's a good one. That's a good one.
0: So it. this so You're not gonna
1: play The Search Is Over by Survivor.
0: No. Okay. Sorry, that's all you. All. All right. I'll, I'll give you that one.
1: All right.
0: Well, um so this is Love Vigilantes by New Order and I can't remember what the album is. The album is called Low Life. Mm, yeah. And so I don't know a lot of the songs on here, but this song uh this song was really good. Oh, just so brave. You're free.
1: New Order for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I really like New Order, so that was no sweat at all. Um, that was uh, at a time when I think, you know, probably near the height of uh, New Order popularity, too, at 85, 86, 87, those three years, right? Had to be. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Big years. I was only going to play... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say they play really pretty music. Like They do, yeah. It's just pretty. It, like, I don't know how to describe My it. My thing with
1: it's it is... I really like Peter Hook, and um, without Peter Hook, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the same for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, I actually have a friend who's very in a New Order, and he said, in no uncertain terms, he's like, oh, oh yeah, Peter Hook, he's smoking and drinking out on his patio. We're talking about New Order. And he goes, like, I go, hate New Order's playing. Uh, you want to go check him out? They're playing in, like, I think in L.A. somewhere. And he goes, oh, yeah? yeah, Peter Hook's back? Without any New Order. <laughs> go see, i'll go see peter hook before i see that band i'm like oh, uh, oh shit. a purist a
0: purist, a purist? for purist? sure yeah yeah
1: exactly oh peter hook's in that oh no i ain't gotta see that <laughs> all right great <coughs> oh excuse me uh so i'm i was gonna end it with some purely like 80s stuff i mean there's so many even without the super popular ones i mean there's like glenn fry and like you know Philip Bailey and Dan Fogelberg and Sheena Easton and all these like 80s folks but I saw it was here and I think this album was just a great Los Angeles album so screw it I know a little bit about the recording of this album so I gotta play it and you've heard me play Los Lobos on this show (laughs) quite a bit of course uh, Will the Wolf Survive man it's a great song great record and it was produced in 85 it came out in 85 so really good one I'm gonna end it with that here it comes (laughs) of winter Running
0: like Them more and more, like I'm so happy that you introduced me to that group. Um, yeah, it was something that I just always thought was like old people music. Yeah, like exa- old, no, and you're right. Yeah. I,
1: I think when you have like a band like the Blind Boys of Alabama or Los Lonely Boys and those kind of shit, where it's yeah. like, yeah, this is like old fogey music, but those bands wouldn't exist without Los Lobos, like they, they wouldn't exist, you know. So, and the fact that they had this roots mexican roots punk rock like exactly americana that all rolls into this ball that's there it's dude and they still do it they still just kill it it's like it's crazy it's crazy how good that band is you know and and I, and, yeah go ahead go no ahead. i'm good that's it that's all i got <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just think the more as i get older i'm not just so much paying attention to the music but like Los Lobos and what they stand for and how yeah. they began Yeah. and like learning more, you know, we did a whole episode on the clash. So go back and listen to that. But learning more about that band, I'm like, this is absolutely my favorite band in the world. Like they're, mm-hmm. they align to everything. Their values yeah. align to my values. I would,
1: yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: That's what I want representing me. So, you know, it's easy to, it's easy for me to now say that Los Lobos is like, a big band for me it's a band that i like and respect yeah i always
1: tell that. people this i'm like if you bu- go go and buy that record go buy will will survives or go buy or buy kiko after that or whatever those those two records in particular are pretty good yeah. and get on that and if they you're not a fan then great give them away give them to somebody mm-hmm. but the 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 truth is it's kind of like what what um what Vic uh from the slacker says about sky in that Sky in the 90s documentary he, he's like it's the same thing he's like you know what? If you go, you're going to like it. If you hear it, you're going to like it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. nobody says, I don't like this once they hear it. And I think that's the same with, with Lobos. And they're not traditionally what I would look at as an 80s band, you know? like No. I, you played Duran Duran before that. You know what I mean? Duran mm-hmm. Duran is an 80s band. You know, Men Without Hats is an 80s band. Like, even The Cure, to some extent, is an 80s band. Uh, you know, that's, that, uh, Lobos isn't really, they're more of like a timeless Thing. But anyway, that's I. I can't go on and on about Lobos. So it's a, they're uh, they're just awesome, and I think that's yeah. part of the growing up in Mexican neighborhoods and playing music with all different types of people my whole life. That's the kind of band I want to be in, you know, for sure, for sure. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, okay. s- such a good. Um, they're so good. So, but good job. We made it through a whole episode without
1: with, st- without killing each other. Wait, shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Proving that we can still do this. We're still, still this. with it.
1: We're still in it. We're in this. We're still in this.
0: People are driving to work again, so maybe they'll listen to the podcast now.
1: Maybe <laughs> they'll listen. Hope. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Hey, who there's knows? There's hope. There's 18 um, people listening. How's it going? Start calling you. people out by name.
0: <laughs> so this, for you.
1: this is for you, Phil.
0: Uh, yeah. But um, before we go, Mike, do you have anything that your band's working on that you want to
1: talk about? Oh yeah, we've got. Uh, actually, we're playing this. If you this will air on Friday, right? Yes. So uh, tomorrow uh, we're playing the Bruce Gasca Festival out at um, Oak Canyon. Um, so it's gonna be ourselves. Uh, I believe it is half past two. Us, the Toasters, uh, Agrolites. I know I'm missing. So,
0: Hepcat, than Less Hepcat, Than Jake. Less Than Jake,
1: yeah. Um, so.
0: Anybody else? I feel like there's one more band that I'm not thinking of. But it was literally everyone mm-hmm. that I wanted to see. Or yeah.
1: Band it's a good time. It's going to be hot. So, you know, unless you're drinking <laughs> yes. beer, which I will not be, uh, you no. know, get some plenty of water because it's uh, – these, these festivals, they give you uh, – oh, you get 45 bucks and it's unlimited beer tastings. And then what you don't tell you is at the end of the day – None of those beer reps want to take home full kegs, so they just start pouring full <laughs> beers with people. Yeah. And we will actually have Bite Me Bambi glassware available <laughs> at that <Fun>. show. <laughs> we have pint glasses with our logo on them now, so I will have those at that show. So come on out if you want to. That'd be awesome yeah. to see you.
0: Mustard Plug is playing.
1: Mustard Plug, that's the other yeah, one.
0: Yes, they're right. there too. So I'm like, it's all, it's, you know, in the ska scene, there's not a lot of bands anymore. Right. Or... Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the same bands play together all the time. Mm-hmm. But this is a good mix of bands I haven't seen it's good for in Orange a while. It's a, yeah. it's a really
1: good Orange County mix there, I think. Yeah. You know? Agro, Agri- I haven't seen Agro Lights in years. So I I'm really either. actually looking forward to see them. And mm-hmm. the Toasters, we play with them relatively, like within a couple of years. So, um, And then Less Than Jake, I got to tell you, uh, for those of you who haven't given Less Than Jake a shot, I can't believe there's anybody out there who hasn't. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I was legit, and I'm jaded AF when it comes (laughs) to seeing ska bands play. I just like, Oh God, I'm over it. Um, with most bands. And I saw less than Jake at that, uh, back to the beach. And I was fully expecting to, for them to play like all their hits and for it to be like, nah, whatever. Um, and man, they were great. They were absolutely great. Like I looked at my, this band, you've, you've taken this to the next level to where they're just really great, really great musicians. So, Really cool band. I'm really stoked to be able to play with them and to get to see them. So I'm really excited.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, what about you?
1: What a Stay Free's got some things coming up, right?
0: Yeah. So when this airs Friday, it, today is Friday, I guess uh September 10th. We are releasing or on sale right now is the John Doe Folk Trio. So oh, John dope. Doe of They're X. They're really good.
1: They're really good. Oh, I didn't it, show you my X tattoo. Did you see it? No.
0: No. Oh, when would you get that? I had no idea. I got idea. it
1: like uh, probably like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the Rosie Riveter character. The devil doll basically is with the yeah. shirt. Yeah. I love yeah. it. That's awesome. No.
0: <clears throat> um, so, yeah, uh, it's the John Doe folk trio. It's a music. Um, so the organization music that we've worked with before with yeah. the crew uh, doing another album with them. Um, so on side A is John Doe. Side B is... Uh, I don't want to say a kids' band. I don't know the ages of all the kids in the band, but it's this band, Crude Work, Crud Work, um, kind of a take on craft work, and they do an X cover. Oh, So cool. that's, that's awesome. a lot of fun. Really cool. Um, if you've been following us on Instagram, you've seen that Shag did the cover. Shag artwork did the cover for this. this one. It's
1: really cool. I'm, I'm, it, I'm, I can't wait to buy one. So.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So that's on sale now. Check it out.
1: Awesome! Oh, it's on sale. I thought it was on sale. Oh, yeah, Friday. Yes. Friday. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, I gotta set my alarm because I missed one. I missed. I missed the Tim Armstrong one. So I'm out. I'm asked Dude, out on that
0: one. they were. We saw them on eBay, so we were kind of like surprised about how expensive they were going for, but also kind of touched that they yeah, were yeah. going for so much. So I yeah. was
1: told there was a friends and family colorway, and so I didn't. There
0: is. Okay, you cool. are a friend and or a family. So awesome. Let's talk. I was going to say,
1: I don't know how much how much family John and Julia have if I'm not included in that at this point. It's been so many years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Cool. Everyone. Well, that was fun. I'm, my voice is going to go, so I'm going to I know. Depart. Thanks.
0: Such a trooper.
1: I'm a trooper. Okay. Well, hey, we'll All see right. everybody next time, and uh, we'll have a mini next week. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll be back with a full episode the week after that. So yes. good, good, uh, good being back, and we'll talk to everybody
0: soon. All right. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram at ba- and Facebook at mixtape mixtape podcast podcast for show notes, pictures. Ugh. If, if you-, you enjoyed listening, to-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, and take three. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at mixtape mixtape podcast podcast for show notes, pictures, and behind the scenes snaps.
1: And while you're at it, head over to. The-
0: Don't fuck up. Stupid.
1: Better, leather, leather, better, leather, <laughs> leather, better. <laughs> and while you're at it, head over to our website at mixtape mixtapemixtapepodcast.com for complete playlists as well as links to all the songs on Spotify.
0: Hey, I worked really hard on putting those playlists up.
1: Or did you work really hard on avoiding other responses?
0: Hey, don't worry about that. Just don't forget to tell your friends.
1: One more thing. Or is it, one more thing! <laughs> Not that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. We know you're busy people, but go ahead and click to review. Give us a five-star rating or comment on whichever podcast platform you found us on. See See ya. ya!